thought the job was done. They thought it was all behind them. But sometimes, the past doesn't stay where it belongs. Now, Brad and Andrew must fight to protect all that they've built. The stakes have never been higher. And the beer has never been colder. This year, the epic continues. This is the Brew and View Podcast. down to the cheesecake factory for a drink mm, sign of things to come oh oh hell yeah all right uh welcome to the broomview podcast hi everybody um good to be back with mm-hmm. you andrew mm-hmm. and and you as well brad i always like to uh yeah start out i when you were uh, this last episode, I think you were talking yeah. about not introducing your show and telling you who, you know. <laughs> yeah, we make sure you have an idea of who's talking to you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but it's not like we have don't have a two and a half minute intro to tell everybody. <laughs> well, who we are. yeah, I mean, so the intros they work, but then all of a sudden you hear voices, and if, and if you're just jumping in, in Mavs, you have to figure it out. Um, but here we always do our Brad and Andrew. Yes. So. Uh, so how are you? Good. I Hope am so. doing well. How are, are you? In the festive spirit. Super festive. Awesome. Um, a lot of that has to do with researching for my list this week. Very good. Very mm. good. I was trying to find some dark and deep ones. Like, <sighs> I just I didn't have enough time to really do the like the hard. I I just didn't give myself enough time. Um. Well, but I I know there's some really really like creepy ones out there, but I just didn't get to them. Yeah, I'm I mine's pretty uh, I don't know safe. 
I'm I'm happy with it. It's all good scenes, but uh, I guess more on that later. Yes. Uh, but yeah, in order to get there, we have to imbibe a bit. Mm. So, uh, what are you drinking? Well, I'm having a uh, 75 minute IPA from Dogfish Head. Mm-hmm. Little more than uh, 60, but not as much as say a uh, 90 minute IPA. Right. Not even in the realm of uh, the 120s of the world. Right. But anyways, it is a uh, West Coast style IPA, I guess. I mean, I guess this kind of dates me a little bit, but like when when I started drinking IPAs, there it was all West Coast IPA. It was just called yeah. it was just called IPA. Um, but anyways, uh, so it's it's hop forward, not you know not the hazy stuff, which is good, but. You know, um, very on trend right here now. So it's nice to get something that's a little more <coughs> hop forward, less chewy. Uh, yeah. And it says that it is um, an IPA with uh, maple syrup. There is a mad scientist on the. Uh, <laughs> I see that. Yeah. Throwing uh, hops, 60 minute and maple syrup into a uh, kettle. Uh, cooking it up. Yep. And for an uh, extra 15. It's pretty darn good. It's not too sweet. Um, it doesn't. Uh, I think the sweetness kind of dulls or or masks um, a little bit of the hoppy flavor that I uh, come to look for in like something like a ninety minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't really remember. I've had sixty minute before, but it, it doesn't stand out to me the way that ninety minute does. I love ninety minute. Well, yeah, 60 minutes is just a straight up kind of, I mean, for me right now, it's kind of a watered down IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, reminds me a little bit of this session I'm drinking right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's good. It's decent. It's, uh, it's crisp. Um, you know, of course in the, the 90 minute is the, you know, very malty. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's just a heavier, it lays on your tongue a little bit longer, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it'll it it'll kind of screw up your palate. <clears throat> yes, we were talking about uh, one of your your old friends. Yes, just right here that he sit down and drink 15, 15 beers. The ninety minute minute is is one that you uh, is one you couldn't do that with. Where yeah. the sixty you probably could. Yeah, yeah. You know, deaf, 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 deaf. So uh, uh, yeah. you uh, <laughs> remember that last. We Christian D. Yes, uh, he has also checked in. He's with this one, <laughs> and he says, "Hmm, it's good. A West Coast style with a subtle sweetness to it. It's all right." So, well, is it good or all right? Because I think it's all right. Um, I think it's good. I gave it a three two five, um, so definitely above average. Uh, but I don't know. I was just kind of telling you. I, I don't. I feel like Dogfish has doesn't make any crap. They they make good beers, and some you like, some aren't to your taste. Mm. Uh, but I don't know. This one, uh, I'd rather have a ninety minute. But this is gonna get the job done tonight. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Um, Let's go, you. Seven point five uh, ABV. Let me see if I can find the IBUs. 
75. There you go. So there you go. 75 That's clever, isn't it? Yeah. 7.5 and 75. Mm-hmm. I see what they did there. Is that what my unit is? Is that what constitutes it? <laughs> I, that I don't. Well, no. There's uh, 90 would be, or uh, 9% would be Imperial, wouldn't it? No. Oh, no, okay. it's not listed necessarily. As an I mean, there's some Imperials that are like sit at like seven or eight sometimes, don't yeah. they? Aren't there? Like I, I don't know where the that ABV is sits. I think it's more the flavored stuff and the alcohol content, right? Or no? Yeah, I mean, I, I imagine it probably has something to do with the process behind it. Uh, yeah, ninety minutes in, listed as an Imperial slash double, nine uh, percent ABV, nine point zero percent. And no. 90 IBUs. Is that really? Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Well. Interesting. I did not um, think it was that high ABV. Answers a lot of questions. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, I'm glad you like that. Um, I liked your picture on it. Very nice. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm having uh, Founders All Day IPA. Uh, it's a session ale. Uh, I think pretty much everyone's probably had this beer at oh, yeah. one time or another. Um, it uh, the same company that bring you what, Fat Tire, right? Uh, all no Founders does. Uh, what else? What do they bring? What's their beers of choice? Uh, Breakfast Out, Breakfast Out, Centennial. Centennial, Dirty Bastard, Porter. Okay, I'm off it then. Maybe Fat Tire is just Fat Tire. Maybe, yeah. Fat, yeah. No, because Fat Tire, they do other stuff too, don't they? Right. Or no, they're New Belgium. New Belgium. New Belgium, that's right. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, uh, this is, um, like I said, most people probably have had this before. Uh, it's a 4.7 ABV with a 42 IBU. Um, uh, the Session, Indian Session Ale, as it's called, uh, Satisfies your tastes while keeping your senses sharp. Brewed with a complex array of ingredients, balanced for optimal or aromatics and a clean finish. And it does all that, but does not with... It doesn't do it well, I guess. Um, It just... I don't know if it's my palate. Like, it's a long day. I think it... Yeah. I think it is. You know what it might be? It's like the Michelob Ultra for serious beer drinkers. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> like, it, um, it's serviceable. Mm. It's you, just, um, it has a, that one. a weird weird aftertaste to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it cl- I guess it cleans, finishes clean, but I don't know. It's just, um, it's not one of my favorites. It's okay if you're, you know, it's one of those hot day beers. Yeah. You know. Yeah, or if you're liberating a, a small country, yeah, in South Africa, or South America, maybe it's one of those you crack open Is after my, cracking uh, some skulls. Yeah, right. Um, but it, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not. I can't. I don't know. It's, it's not hateful, but it's not. I don't know. It, it feels a little commercial, a little, uh, a little too milk toast, I guess. Sure. You know. Uh, kind of pleases everyone's palate. So, um, yeah, um, not a big fan. Um, overall rating is like a 7.3 with 400,000 reviews. So, 
you know, I'm falling on the bottom end of that. Uh, Wait, what is it? 7.3 or 6, 3.7. Okay. Sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, I, and it, it might be too when I'm drinking it too. Cause I had a, um, I had like two, two beers earlier and then, you know, didn't drink for a little bit. It kind of dries your mouth out. So maybe that had something to do with it, but I don't know. Maybe. Um, so anyways, and most people that, you know, listen to this probably have already drank it, but mm-hmm. you get to hear what I think of it. So there, take that. You have, a, we have a podcast and you don't. <laughs> nanny nanny poo poo. Uh, yeah, exactly. This was my, uh, Mardi Gras day beer of choice. What? Yeah. All day. I only drank it till like three o'clock, but hmm. all day. Uh, I mean, it's aptly named. Yeah. yeah, you could you could drink it all day. Yeah, it's it's very sessionable, and I think that too. Like Founders is a brewery that I I haven't had a ton of their stuff, but I uh, trust them. Um, so I think that this was something they did on purpose. Okay, that's that's kind of how I feel about it. Um, so mission accomplished, but that doesn't mean it's a great beer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it does everything it says it's trying to do, but whether or not it sticks the landing uh, is another thing. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, Yeah. Let's, um, anything new else else new on the beer front? Uh, No. Uh, I got a lot of people asking if... uh, Last couple of days I worked at the brewery, a lot of people asking for a Christmas ale. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, no, we don't have one, but I'd love for you to tell me what a Christmas ale is. Mm. I think it's that that um, that one I was kind of talking about last week, mm-hmm. the um, you know the triple Belgian type beer, all malts and cherries and stuff. Yeah. That's what I would I I expect whenever I hear Chris, Christmas ale. You know what I mean? Like a heavy sure. mead, almost like a mead style. Yeah. I uh I don't know. I just don't think any I don't think a Christmas ale is actually a style. I think it's something people just an ale people make and then they call it Christmas ale. Maybe. Yeah. So that's why I kind of was just like, what what are you what are you asking for? What do you think you're asking for? Yeah. Is what, what I you... wanted to ask or hmm. wanted to say. But um when inevitably people asked about holiday beers, I was like, We have an Oktoberfest on tap. Hmm. That's a holiday. Probably not the one you're thinking of. <laughs> but technically correct is the best kind of correct. Uh, yeah, anyways, not a whole lot. I've got a 12-pack of Yingling in my fridge, so... Yikes. Yeah, life is pretty bad right now. Hmm. America's oldest brewery. Yeah, well, they... If you didn't know, they'll tell you. Yeah. It's also one of America's worst breweries. Um... I, I, I think it's... And also, I didn't grow up drinking it. I don't have any fondness for it. I didn't have it until I lived in Florida, which was... I probably had one for the first time almost four years ago now. Hmm. That's interesting. It it almost is the first like independent beer or you mm-hmm. know indie beer um, 
because of you know it wasn't i mean it was mass produced but it wasn't it was trying to keep up with the, the excuse me the likes of you know um you know miller and mm-hmm. and, uh, and bud and um and they're still around which is kind of weird yeah. um i mean i'm glad because you know it's a pennsylvania company and I mean, maybe it is still. Who knows? They probably got bought out somewhere, and it's probably a subsidiary of something bigger. But yeah, right. um, uh, yeah, I um, I don't like it. It's only good, good like really, really cold, and that's the uh-huh. sign of a not so good beer. Yeah, mask the flavor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I someone brought it over along with a Christmas ale from uh, Abita. Um. Which was pretty good, um, but Abita, kind of the way you feel about Sam Adams, like it just the water they use, just it's that flavor is in every single beer. Yep, that's how I feel about Abita now. I recognize it now <clears throat> since I have it more frequently. Um, yes. Not bad stuff, but it's not the best. Uh, yeah, so. There you go. I always fe- I feel about Yingling the, the same way I feel about um, Coors. Is people have this kind of blind spot for it because they moved away from a region that sold it. No, oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, Coors, Coors used to be like uh, what, west of Mississippi, west, right? Yeah, that's yes. the whole can or uh, smoking the bandit premise. Mm-hmm. The banquet beer. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Uh yeah, so anyways, not a whole lot going on over here beer wise. Um Yeah. I'm I'm searching for something. I got nothing, sorry. That's all right. Uh I don't have anything either. Uh just been getting by. Um I did hear you got to go well you did get to go see uh, you had a view that wasn't a movie. Mm-hmm. I did. I'd like I... to hear about that. You started talking about it on the maps, but um, you guys got derailed. Shocking, I know. No, no that doesn't that doesn't sound right. Uh, yeah. I saw Jerry Seinfeld at the Sanger Theater. Uh, he was phenomenal. The opener was fantastic. Um, shoot. Mario. Jordan. Fuck, man. Uh, <laughs> I've had to like recall his name so many times at this point. Um, Isn't it Jordan something or no? It's, it is. Let me load. I I know it's one of the last things. Cool, Matt texted me. Um, Mario Joiner. Joiner. Yeah, J O Y N E R. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, he was. Well, he has awesome. to be really. I mean, he signed. Well, I guess he could have a big ego and not have someone funny come out before him, but I imagine Yeah. I don't he's gonna put his name on it. He's gonna want someone out there he trusts to get yeah. the crowd going. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And I don't think he does. I the only time I've ever seen kind of a flash of that, which I really enjoyed, was when uh someone who was interviewing him, I forget who, um, misspoke and said Seinfeld was cancelled. It was like after Seinfeld was cancelled, he's like, Who cancelled us? Et cetera. Like, yeah, I remember. Canceled. He's like, we didn't get canceled. Canceled. 
<laughs> 15 years? Or no, it was Larry King, I think. I think so, too. It was. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do think that, especially with comedians in cars getting coffee, especially with the era that he came up as a comedian, that mm-hmm. he's pro-comedians. And yeah. so he's, he's about the craft. Um, not to say that newer people aren't, but uh, there's... You know, as something gets bigger, there's more opportunities for for beef. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> it, does it, it? Tell me if I'm wrong on this. Does it mm-hmm. feel like there's kind of a renaissance in the stand up uh, game right now? Uh, because I feel like Netflix has really changed, or not changed, but really like breathe, breathed new life into. Um, this isn't a, necessarily a measurement of talent, but like B list comedians. Right. Who haven't had their own show, who haven't had um, this big break yet, um, but are talented and, and worth your time. Uh, I yeah, I'm going to I'm going to agree with you there for sure. Because like in the. Um, you know, in the 80s, like the heyday. Right. Of, you know, stand up um, in early 90s, then, you know, people were all getting their own shows and stuff like that. And there was like six comedians out there. Mm-hmm. You know, there were like six big names and all the smaller names, of course, would open for them. And you, you hear the war stories of people coming up through and putting their time in and all that stuff. But it feels like <clears throat> with Netflix, uh, yeah. people are getting a little bit more of a voice and they're they're putting out, you know, uh, more alt comic type of stuff. Not like Gallagher or anything like that. But more, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, different flavors. It's not all. It's not. Yeah. Set up punchline. Yeah, you know, it's not a tight a punchline. There's some storytelling, and mm-hmm. um, and they're able to put their own flair on it. You know, yeah. Um, I thought, um, as far as that goes, I thought uh, Neil Brennan, who uh, used to actually write for Chappelle Show, mm-hmm. uh, he had a phenomenal one called Three Mics, and uh, it was very much. It was one was stories, one was one was like funny stories, another was like him dealing with. Uh, depression and and anxiety and another was just that setup punchline i think right one-liners and depending was on he what, just like hopping back between uh not in like rapid succession but uh he'd probably do like a tight five of just funny stories um lights go down lights come up different color he's on mic number three throws out three one-liners lights go down lights come up uh really good um i remember uh matt from mavs not mavs matt not uncool matt yeah uncool matt from mavs not being fond of it yeah well i mean it's just like um like bo burnham yeah bo burnham i mean that's probably not for everyone no um either but i know that's like performance art like i feel like he's really like elevating it to i mean he's doing something that is very hard to replicate yeah yeah i mean it's like a one-man show type thing yeah um but like there the space is there for all that stuff yeah absolutely you know? absolutely i do feel well, I'm, i agree uh, with you john mulaney's just you know standing up there yeah he's kind of a classic or, or anything in between yeah so yeah but yeah, it was, it's uh, it's definitely awesome as as a fan of as a fan of stand up, 
I it's nice to see like new stuff popping up all the time. Um, yeah. Podcasting too. A lot of people try and do what we do. Um, yeah, I know. It's it's almost sad. It is, yeah. Um, because I really can only think of a handful of comedians who have podcasts that are worth listening to. Um, Bill Burr being one of them. Uh, Dan Cummins, who does Time Suck, which you turned me on to. Uh, I wouldn't even necessarily qualify that with, oh, he's a stand-up comedian because no. it's not a comedy podcast. Um, but, yeah. And, well, that just that got me on to... Um, you know his his stand up stuff too. So yeah, he's got a a, a special on Prime that I need to check out. Got right. Yeah, so special on Amazon Prime. Need to check that out. Yeah, but I do Don't, like Time Suck a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, his yeah stand up's a lot different. He mm-hmm. this um yeah. But anyways, uh, now that we've got derailed, we'll just move on to something else instead of you talking. about yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it was great. I don't know if you ever have the opportunity to see him take it. I guess is what I would I would say. Well, how um, um, how was it? Just tight, real real tight. Uh, yeah. I mean, he did a tight hour. Um, it it was. Uh, I mean, it's like when you talk about a good director, no wasted shots. Right. Or like like a masterpiece, or or someone who's um, at an elite level in their field. It was right. Just like it, he got it done from start to finish, and even uh, I, I <laughs> there's an episode of Seinfeld um, where it talks about how he never gets mad, and uh, they're talking about how he his voice kind of just raises to a to a uh, comedic tone, mm-hmm. and. It's true. Like even just the simple stuff he said, I I'll never forget this. I don't think uh, it's just been stuck in my head since. Uh, I think it's so funny because he was talking about like just generally things that are obnoxious, <laughs> and he he goes uh, he's like pacing up and down the stage. He goes, all right, let's see what else sucks besides everything. <laughs> Starts talking about his his home life. <laughs> So what else sucks besides everything? Like just everything he says just oozes with this. I I don't know. I mean, I guess charisma. Yeah. But he's just a, he's someone I trust to make me laugh. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, it was a blast. Very good. Yes. Very good. Um. Yeah. We have a comedy club not too far from us. We I need to go see that more. Yeah. Because it's it doesn't matter if they're like funny or not. I mean. And that's how Channel, I felt too. When you're I was in like, it, like small clubs, mm-hmm. you're always laughing. Yeah, that's how I, I, I. As soon as I left, I was like, I got to do that more often. I know, you know, I'm not going to see be able to see Jerry Seinfeld once a month, but even I just get out to an open mic night in a comedy yeah. club. Like, what? What's the harm? I'll probably nope. laugh. Most things make me laugh, anyways. Yeah, I'm easy. You're easy. Like Sunday morning, baby. Hmm. Uh, cool. Yeah. Well, um, fuck, we got uh, our two. Okay, yeah, our two movies we watch this week. Mm-hmm. Trying to think, we which one? Um, I'm gonna do mine first. I think. Yeah. 
that way we can kind of dive into Mandy a little bit together. I, I'm, um, I, I guess. <laughs> uh, well, that's assuming you, even if you did watch uh, 22 July. I did not. Okay. Um, it's, <clears throat> there's not a whole lot to talk about with it. Um, mm-hmm. There is a lot to be said about it. Um, 22 July is it's a Netflix movie, uh, which I didn't know going into this. Uh, came out this year, uh, directed by Paul Greengrass, who you'd know oh, from. I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, I didn't even know either. Um, United ninety three, a bunch of the Bourne movies, mm-hmm. uh, Captain Phillips, Green Zone. Um, yeah, so you know his work even if you don't know his name. Yeah. Um, uh, and this stars a bunch of Norwegian actors. Uh, pretty much all. Uh, pretty much. Um, exclusively Nor- Norwegian, and um, I was very, very impressed because it's a really big cast, and it uh, there was no. I guess like when when I think of Norwegian films, mm-hmm. I, I mean maybe I'm being a little xenophobic or uh, not xenophobic, but more. Well, maybe that's it. Um, I just I don't assume there's going to be like a lot of good movies coming out of Norway or good acting. Oh, Norway, Norway, man. Um, but I, the cast was really, really good. Are you Finnish disparaging Norway? <laughs> um, man, I I I am fascinated by that area, uh, both Norway and Sweden. Not so much Finland. Fuck those Finns. Um, Sweden. Denmark, I'm all in. Um, but so this movie, uh, yeah, it stars a bunch of people who have like lines through the O's in their names and stuff. So I'm not going to really uh, butcher any of the names, but trust me when I say, can you still hear me? Yes, you can. Yes. Okay. Um, did I say that the a- acting's good? The movie drags on a little bit, but there's a lot of story to tell. Okay. And what this is, is the. Uh, is the story of Norway's like greatest like mass shooting. And what this guy did was he was a, a he was like a he's a right wing fanatic and and uh, the the Scandinavian com- countries are either notorious or known for being very social social socialistic. I guess mm-hmm. not socialists, but they have a lot of um, liberal mentalities. They disgusting, um, you know. Universal, not universal health care for all of them, but uh, you know the things that you would associate with. Yeah, that all a lot of conservatives would bash. Yeah, um, the things that make you automatically instead of arguing the uh, merit of these ideas, you just yell socialist, socialist. Right. So that right. you don't have to argue. Yes. Um, Dog and, whistling. you know, in, in, uh, in, yes, in theory, a lot of those things are great mm-hmm. um, to pull them off. It's kind of hard to do because, yes, your taxes get raised like crazy and, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. But anyways, that's this isn't about that. This is about some guy looking at those the, those people and, like, the the ruling class right now, and he wanted to teach them a lesson from bringing in uh, people from outside, you know, uh, be it, you know, just foreigners and stuff into the, into the country. 
Mm-hmm. He started out with trying to bomb the prime minister prime minister's office building, and he set off this bomb, which killed three or no, killed eight, and he drove right from there in a police uniform and drove to this retreat island where this um, there was kids learning pol- the political science type stuff, but it was more of a camping like um, it was it, it imagine. Um, if Bernie Sanders had a getaway at Camp Crystal Lake, <laughs> kind of that kind of thing, and mm. um, just for kids. But and I'm kind of joking about, it, but it it's really tragic. Yeah. Um, he went there, uh, dressed as police. The only way he can get there is by boat. He got a ride across and immediately started just killing people. Uh, killed 77 there. I think in all's told, all told, or no, he killed. S- 60, 69 people there and eight people with the bomb. All told, eighty or seventy-seven killed, two hundred wounded. Just tragic. One Absolutely. guy. And then it tells the story also of his trial, um, and the the survivors after that, and how it was. They are still dealing with it. Sure. Um, it, man, I don't know. It, it felt like a very well done, really well done docu- documentary uh, with a little bit more, just, you know, a little bit more uh, liberties taken. Sure. Um, there's nothing wrong with this movie. It's just, it runs a little long and there's just a lot of information. And um, I, I, so, I don't know if you're interested in it. I mean, there's, I don't know if this is, it, well, it didn't glorify it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, like they, he was given like all these rights and stuff as a prisoner, and um, it it just kind of sucks to see how he was treated as opposed to what he did to people. Um, sure, yeah. But I did find a place. Um, one one little rabbit hole I fell down is a place called uh, Solvbard, S V A L B A R D, Norway. Okay. It's like this, it's this island that is like up like 800 miles from the North Pole. So like, it's not, it's like, it's like, it's like Norway's Ireland. Um, Okay. But it's like remote and, and like, it's like dark eight or four months out of the year. And they have a, uh, a place called a seed bank. So, and it's built into the side of this mountain. And it's like dug in really far, so like if a nuclear attack happened, or if all the ice melted in the world, and it would still be above sea level. Wow! Um, and it's this place where they keep all the the world's seeds, and like all these countries send their seeds there and leave them there. <laughs> and if like say like famine happens in like some place, then they can come and grab those seeds and come back and plant them. It's a, it's weird. Oh wow, um, that sounds yeah, like it, the type of thing that is made for like internet conspiracy theorists. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it, it even looks like it should be. If you, if it's S A, it's S, it's S V A L B A R D Seed Bank. If you go, Google that, uh, so if you, I've found some YouTube videos oh, on that God. as well. Yeah, I can only imagine some of the how far you down you can go. Yeah. So um, overall, I mean, technically, this movie was was well done. 
I was impressed by the acting. Uh, no subtitles. I was surprised by that. It's all in English. Oh, wow. Um, I was expecting a lot of subtitles, but I don't know why it wasn't. And I don't know if it's because Norwegians don't or have kind of adopted English or if they just made it, I don't know, easier for more accessible for Americans um, yeah. or the English speaking country. So um, I gave it a I gave it an eight because of technically how it was now, awesome. that's not to say that I would actually, I wouldn't even recommend this for you. I don't okay. think, I don't, I, I think you could find a value in it, but I, th- I think you'd be wasting your time. I think I kind of explained it. Yeah. Um, already. If you get in, if you're interested in that story and, uh, what happened, then watch it. But, um, and they actually showed some videos of not the kids getting killed, but the, the bomb, like they had some surveillance cameras and stuff set up. Um, when the bomb went off in Oslo, Norway, um, they had like the shockwave. You saw the shockwave oh, on the wow. surveyor. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty intense. Um, yeah, that's but, crazy. Yeah, twenty-two July. Stream on Netflix right now. Um, if you want to dive down a hole, you know, dive down with me. But and let me know what you think. So, damn, something's got- going on in that Solvard, man. Like, there's something they don't want us to know, dude. <laughs> that's right. I'm just saying. Uh, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. It sounds. I. It sounds interesting. I didn't know that Paul Greengrass did that, but. Uh, yeah, I'm. De- <laughs> I'm definitely curious to see what I can pull up with that. Uh, that seed bank. Yeah. Yeah. If anything, <laughs> yeah, don't watch the movie. Go down that seed bank thing. Yeah. Watch a bunch of people on YouTube speculate. Even better. All right. Well, I don't know. I slammed my beer, and I've got to go to the bathroom. So. I see you've been dancing. Yeah, Sorry. before we get... No, you're good. You're good. I've actually been, like, fidgeting. Someone gave me a... Uh, Little skateboard? Yeah. With, uh, my son loves him. Yeah. Have you, have you watched the YouTube videos on the tricks the guys do? Yeah. I was like... <laughs> I told... It, so it's this guy, Patrick. He's a uh, bar manager. I'm trying to do it so it doesn't make noise, so I'm kind of just bouncing around back and forth. Um... But he's a bar manager at this place, Warbucks, which has it's got the logo on the bottom there. And he's like, he gave it to me, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna get really good at this. And then I watched some YouTube videos, and I was like, yeah, I'm never gonna be able to do that. Uh, why, why put my time and energy into it? So, yeah, mostly fidgeting, but I do have to go to the bathroom. So, gotcha. Go when we get back, Mandy. Mandy. All right. Uh, so yeah, looking. At there's a related movie called the 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 island that this happened on mm-hmm. was called uh, Utoya, U T O Y A, and there's a movie that came out this year. I'm trying to find it. Um, called Utoya colon July twenty second. And um, I can't, I'm looking it up on IMDb, but it doesn't, um, I can't find it anywhere else. Um, but so it's, it's a different movie. Uh, I just found it interesting because it, it, it's just a movie based, based on the, um, uh, basically about a girl trying to find her sister whenever this attack happens. Yeah. Uh, but the entire movie is taken in one shot. 
It's a one-take movie. Oh, interesting. And they did um, they 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 did it for five days, and I guess the fourth day is when they did it, or whenever they got the final movie. But <laughs> wow. um, kind of inter- interesting on that. And he said on the third day they couldn't couldn't be used because there was a solar storm that interfered with the signals of the equipment. Weird. So um, that's that's kind of interesting. I don't yeah. I, I don't know. I guess that's one way to do it. Um, when you're telling that kind of a story, do you, do you, do you want to make those artistic choices? I, I don't uh, know. Yeah. Do you want to, I you know, know, are you trying to, do you, um, are you trying to a little bit more look at me than what's, you know, what was going on? I don't know. It, it, I guess that's more for. I, I yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I'm trying to think of like, because the, um, yeah, the 9/11 movies seem exploitative. Like, um. uh, and I haven't seen them, so, but I'm pretty sure Nicolas Cage is in one of them about the firefighters I, in 9/11. Yeah, yeah, I mean that was that what that was Oliver Stone, right? Yeah, well, I think. there you go. Um, so, sucked. No, I'm kidding. I didn't see it. Yeah, I know. Um, and, and I see what you're saying. Um, and maybe I'm thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, uh, you know, uh, I mean, yeah, maybe it is. I'm just thinking, like, some of you know, any historical movie, Yeah. you know, when is it, you know, when is too soon... Right. You know, and I guess. And, you know, of course, the uh, South Park has has proven that no time. Never too soon. (laughs) (laughs) They have. Time and again, they've let us know. Yes. All right. Uh, Time for me to dip into this yingling. Mm. Wow. Mm. All right. Uh, so, Mandy. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Watched a little movie called Mandy. Uh, made this year. Um, directed by Panos Cosmatos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who's known for Mandy. Uh, and then... He was in the camera and electrical department for 1993's Tombstone. So, oh, he's also the son of George Cosmatos. Oh, who did Rambo and Cobra and Tombstone yeah. and um, I guess Leviathan. Yeah, Panos makes it seem a lot more. Uh, I don't know, ethnic. I guess it's probably just a Greek name. Really, you're gonna say that? Yeah, I wouldn't think that he... I know, I'm sorry. I know about your sordid past. Um, I don't know what that means. Uh, my bad. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know why. I, <laughs> I guess it's just always weird to me when someone named George has, like, a classic name or, like, a name that's probably an homage to... I don't know. Maybe, <clears throat> maybe he's not even Greek. I'm just... Throwing, <laughs> throwing things out there you know just yeah just being dumb 
Anyways, uh, yeah, so he made this movie called Mandy. Uh, it's billed as an action fantasy horror film. Uh, um, <laughs> the Enchanted, I like this descriptor. Uh, this is the first time I've read this. The enchanted lives of a couple in a secluded forest are brutally shattered by a nightmarish hippie cult and their demon biker henchmen, propelling a man into a spiraling, surreal rampage of vengeance. Uh, so it stars Nicolas Cage, um, who people have been talking a lot about for his portrayal of Red Miller. Um, Andrea Riceborough, uh plays Mandy, the titular Mandy. And... Uh, Linus Roach, who is Jeremiah Sand, the uh, he is the leader of the cult. And of course, with a name like Jeremiah, you know you're leading the cult. Uh, yeah. Oh, look at that. Uh, Richard Blake's in that too. Yeah. Or break. Uh, I didn't even recognize him. Uh, from our. Oh yeah, that one guy. of our favorite characters from Thirty One. Yeah. Doomhead, right? Yeah. He was, yeah, he, uh, he actually might have ruined that movie because he promised a much better movie than what oh, yeah. we got. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, well, yeah. so before I think I described this as um, what what they, um, uh, this is the paranoid album cover come to life, Black Sabbath paranoid album come yes. to life. Yes. Yeah. Um. I've never done LSD. Uh, the closest I've got, which is not probably not that close, but psychedelics and mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine that th- this is like this movie is just a drug trip. Like it just it, and it does like that that paranoia or like that paranoid, uh, just kind of strange like purplish pink sky like creature in the background is just it's it's fucking it's a weird movie um and it just it goes there without warning and it kind of stays in that like drug fueled like dream phase uh, and then it leaves it without warning Mm. um so it it kind of not um not in a bad way, but I kind of felt on on edge the whole time, like watching this movie. I'm like, oh, you can't get too comfortable because the style is gonna switch, you know, immediately. Uh, with with uh, really the snap of a finger, and um, that was fun. Um, I I think it's a lot like it's not the same movie but it's a lot like neon demon in the sense that it was a movie that was style over substance yeah it felt like well for me it was like it felt like a mashup between like army of darkness meets neon demon something Mm -hmm. like that yeah uh and and i thought there was a little bit of a, a throwback too of the 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 pace the pace of the movie mm-hmm. to the seventies movies where it, 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 it's long periods of nothing interrupted by the frantic things. Yeah. And then, um, storytelling that is kind of a little disjointed, 
just disjointed at times. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's one of the things I, I dislike most about some of the 70s, like, quote-unquote classics or a movie like uh, Suspiria that you had me watch, yes. right? Yeah. Um, really disjointed storytelling. It's something, Hell maybe yeah. something to say. I mean, this is about as close to Suspiria as that I could imagine, but I, I like this one more. Sure. Um, n- mainly because... I, I don't and I don't know why I liked it more. I just it well, I I don't know if I liked it. It just stuck with me more. Like I remember stuff about this movie a lot more, um, especially like that uh, fading in and out shot of that static shot of his and her face just going back oh, and yeah. forth. Um, just kind of trippy, kind of uh, exploratory kind of filmmaking. Sure, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, did you like it? Um, I don't know. (laughs) I'm still not sure. I'm not like, I watched it. I want to say like Saturday. What's today? Thursday. Yeah. I feel like the verdict's still out. (laughs) I I still don't know if I liked it or not. I just know that I I will, I'll remember stuff about it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, there's definitely. I, I I think it's kind of like it's scene to scene, like high risk, high reward. Um, but when you swing big, you miss big. I don't know. I, I mean, I know I'm just speaking in cliches right now, but I do feel like I mean, the runtime for one is unnecessarily long. It's two yes. hours long. Yeah, it um, should have been an hour and 25 oh minutes. Oh, my God. This is a 45-minute story. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just that, that one static shot alone or them laying in bed. Yeah. Or him being hung up by the swings. I yeah. Mean, just six and seven minutes long. You're just like. Yeah. And then that um, when Mandy's finally kidnapped and there's that trip where this, there's this huge monologue um which i would equate to just someone blowing smoke like for i don't know i don't exactly uh (laughs) i don't know how long that shot was or i don't know how long that scene was but it honestly felt like it was 15 minutes yeah like there's moments where i was like get to the point and there's moments where i was like whoa whoa what's going on here yeah um yeah and everyone said this is like I don't. Whenever I talked about this movie, and I, don't, mm-hmm. I know I didn't talk about it a lot, uh, but like the last thing I'm talking about is Nick Cage, because there's so he's the least interesting thing about this movie for he, me. Yeah, I think people are just so like blown away that he's in a uh, movie that is not like objectively bad, but I don't know something that's a, a talking piece. And not just for how bad it is. Um, but he was he was terrible in it. Like, he wasn't good. No. He, like, there's that scene where he's just in, like, a baseball tee and whitey tighties screaming. I was like, yeah, this is just classic. Like, this is classic. Nick Cage went broke, and he'll make whatever movie you want, uh, which is what happened. And now, I guess he's probably back on his feet. But, uh, no, there's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't find really anything redeeming about his performance. 
Um, and that's where I find myself being pretty confused is like, am I seeing the same movie as cause a lot of my friends down here have seen this and they're like, Oh, you gotta watch like Nick Cage, man. Like it's crazy. Like it's crazy to think of him in a good movie. And now it's been almost a week and I'm still trying to figure out like, is this a good movie? I, 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 I chalk it up to just, and I know it's not like groundbreaking stuff, but I thought it was, it was, and listen, I would slam this if, if it was maybe another, a little bit different and I would have hated it. Just mm-hmm. art for art's sake and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just for some reason like some of those images just kind of seared into my head yeah absolutely i'm gonna I'm and gonna... and if i'm gonna you know praise one movie for doing that to me then i i gotta give this one credit for doing the same thing you know what i mean like for me um and you know i keep going back to that that static shot of his and her face <laughs> and just kind of blending in in and out and Mm-hmm. And not in like you kind of lose focus and and before you even rec- realize it, it's changed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you didn't, you don't even know what you're really looking at. And it was so subtle and weird. Um, but I don't know. Uh, what did I give this? I did it. I gave it a. <laughs> I gave it a six. Okay. I because I gave it a seven because I didn't know what else to do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hate it. I didn't. I don't think. I didn't love it. I don't think. I'm uh, just not sure. <laughs> it's just. It's. Uh, I mean, not bad at all by by any. It's it's a like, commitment though, man. Yeah. Like, um. In I don't know the demon people and stuff like I you know whatever I yeah, I don't know yeah. Yeah, you just don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. She was wearing black Stabus shirts. Yeah, hmm. maybe that's where I. Yeah, I did notice that. that there were a couple of like it definitely was and like the opening song was by King Crimson. Like it yeah. definitely was very like early metal. Yes. So. Huh. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. There, there you yeah, have it. Mandy. No, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I don't have any. I don't think I'm going to recommend it to anyone. I, I just I don't know what I think of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, But I also don't think that that's a reason for me to tell anyone to rush out and see it. No, like, uh, there's. I, I, I'm glad that you um, tasked me with it. I'm glad you assigned it to me. Um, I'm glad I saw it, which I guess in in and of itself is is a critique. If you're glad you've seen a movie, that's saying something. Uh, but yeah, I just I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's well, I guess. I don't know. It's I I, I want to actually want to get back and I want to see some interviews and stuff that uh, mm-hmm. what's his name did because uh, Cosmos Cosmos mm-hmm. Cosmopolis yeah. 
just to get an idea what he what was in his mind. Yeah. But anyways. All right. Um, yeah. Well, we're gonna take off next week. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. Um, but Christmas coming up. And we got stuff to do. Hell yeah. Um, so in lieu of giving ourselves assignment or giving each other assignments, we're gonna kind of do a wild card week kind of with us. Um, and we're gonna assign ourselves some movies. I one of the movies I know I'm gonna watch is a movie uh, Devin recommended. Yes, same. Uh, Bad Samaritan, mm-hmm. streaming on Amazon right now. <clears throat> um, and then. And I know there's a couple other movies I'm probably going to catch. I'm going to catch uh, First Reformed, mm-hmm. um, which is a uh, it's uh, Ethan Hawke stars in it. It, it is by um, uh, the guy who wrote ta- tax, uh, Paul Schrader, mm-hmm. the guy who wrote Taxi Driver. This is his first um, uh, his first movie for a while. Um, Paul Schrader. All filmography, director, and he did, he did Dog Eat Dog with Nicolas Cage, of course, and Willem Dafoe. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, um, but anyways, oh, he did Affliction too. Fun movies. Mm-hmm. That Paul Schrader. Uh, but yeah, that's stream on Amazon, I believe. Yes, and um. Oh, and I just bought tickets for uh, Aquaman for tomorrow night. Yeah. I'm going to go see that. Yeah. Should be fun. Should. Um, I don't know. It's getting pretty decent reviews, isn't it? Uh, yeah, from what I understand. Man. Jason so, Momoa. Uh, Not great. Uh, what? Oh, he was horrible in SNL. Recently. Oh, was he? Yeah, that stinks. I like. I I don't know. Eh, just... I think he's just a. Uh, I think he's a guy that uh, is good to look at, probably. Oh, you bet he is. Um, Carl Drago. Yeah. See, I'm not a not a Game of Thrones guy. <clears throat> uh, Do you have anything that you yeah. want to watch coming up here? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Anything on yeah. your queue? I actually, speaking of going to the theater, I think I'm going to go and try and go see uh, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. That's another one I'm going to try to see. Uh, Liam wants to go see that. So. Yeah, don't blame oh, him. Oh, speaking of, shit, mm-hmm. you know, that's one thing I didn't, uh, well, I'll let you finish. Uh, yeah, uh, Ready Player One is on uh, Fredo Flicks. Um, yeah, it's also on HBO. Movie too. I was curious about that uh, I read the book, which I'm sure is way better. <laughs> just kidding uh, my favorite movie is Jurassic Park it's based on a book uh, anyways uh, yeah Ready Player One I want to check out I am going to watch Bad Samaritan um, and then there's a couple uh, I know I was telling you this is a show you recommended a while ago um, and uh, Matt has been on on my case about um but uh the patriot on amazon prime uh if if anyone feels like diving into a show if you got some extra free time i am gonna try and watch some of that cool yeah um i do i like 
I don't know why, because it's not like Molly won't go to the theater with me, but I guess it's more that I didn't get a ton of shifts at the bar this week, but I feel like, oh, I should go out and catch a movie or two. So I want to try and find other stuff. I'm not going to go see, unless you like absolutely insist, I'm not going to go see Aquaman. No interest. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But well, if you come I, back um, and you love it, that's a different story. Like I, yeah. I'm, I'm open to it. I just don't care at this moment in time. Yeah. But no, I got you. Like, um, like Bob Dylan said, times they are changing. Mm-hmm. So deep, uh, so introspective. <laughs> the um, well, I, I kind of, re- kind of rewatched uh, Wonder Woman this week. I watched it at work. You know, mm-hmm. kind of as well as back and forth from the soul. Um, and like, if they can keep that kind of fun, I, th- and it looks like they're going to go for a fun loving kind of character, which is kind of what they need, um, in this universe. So hopefully they can. Um, one thing I want to talk about is, uh, Paranorman. Yeah. You sent, you sent me Paranorman. Yes, I did. Uh, a couple weeks ago and it's every week I want to try to talk about it. Uh, it, uh. Kind of freaked my boy out a little bit. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but I, I have to be honest with you. I yeah. was. It was. We watched it. I think it was like a Friday night. Mm-hmm. And Friday nights, whenever I come home, and end up, it used to be when I went out and did my best work. Huh. But now it's when I come home, and after I've had two or three beers, I, my eyes go to. <laughs> goes shut so about halfway through yeah i fell asleep in it um but i did like i really like the animated style animation style of yeah. it um and i'll come back with you a better review but uh, <laughs> he did like it liam did like it and i appreciate you sending that to me that yeah was of nice course um very nice uh but yeah it's he's just at that age right now where it's um I think it's one of two things. Like I was a weird kid. Like I remember, I'm pretty sure the first movie I saw was um, Boris Karloff as Frankenstein. Um, okay. So I've always Next had one, Exorcist. Yeah, yeah. I've always had this fascination with like scary stuff. So I'm not a good judge of what kids like, and in general, <laughs> um, but just going off of the stuff I liked as a kid. No, this is he's gonna he is gonna like it. Mm-hmm. Um, in like a year or so, mm-hmm. but it's just some of the like he's still getting up in the middle of the night and come over and jump yeah. in bed with us. Yeah. Um, well, this is and not... and you you never know what's gonna be, what's gonna the, the uh, trigger. Yeah. 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 Well. Yeah. I hate that fucking word. Well, yes. it's become a ridiculous yeah. word, but but like it is because it's it's applicable in some senses. Um, yes. I, absolutely. And um, but yeah, now it's become a key. Like, cause he's he watched, he watched Jaws with me. Your son's triggered. That was fun. Yeah. Well, uh, what's his problem then? Cause you know, there's yeah. like a half-eaten head in that movie. <laughs> well, yeah. It's Ben Garner's yeah. book. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I kind of. Oh yeah. Gilded yeah. his eyes. Yeah. On the parts. <laughs> hey, what's that? Hmm. <laughs> No, it's nothing. Keep, actually, keep actually watching. I didn't show him the movie. I just reenacted it in mm-hmm. front of him. <laughs> word for word. Um, you know what else I want to see, actually, is the, the Mule. I don't know if 
I don't know if the reviews yeah. are in yet. I'm oh. I'm just interested in it. Oh, Ralph breaks the internet. Oh yeah, there's, there's a couple I'd, I need to take him to go see. Yeah, there's a couple I'd go see. Oh, uh, I did watch. Um, and you saw this, right? Uh, Fallen Kingdom, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. I did. Yes. Yes. I very uh, much disliked it. Ungood. Yeah. Yeah. Very ungood. Mm-hmm. Very like, there were so many Spielberg esque shots in that. Yeah. Um, just trying to harken back, but the whole like at the mansion with the. Oh, and this so isn't bad. Spielberg. It's just very, uh, it's just so stereotypical, like character. Uh, I you it know. was it was beat for beat predictable. It was like oh, a haunted so mansion. Like, it, there was no like, no uh, character redemptions. Every character mm-hmm. you saw, you knew exactly Single what dimension. their arc was going to yeah. be. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, man. And zero blood. And just like, I don't know. It's just very disappointing. It's um, yeah. I'm my expectations are very much tempered. Like I don't go into these movies expecting them to be Jurassic Park. I just want to have fun, but I don't even find them fun. Mm. I I enjoyed Jurassic World though. Jurassic World was fine. Yeah. Um. I really. I got just agitated because I felt they were trying to shove, like, remember how much you liked Jurassic Park down your throat? Yeah, I know. Um, I know. And this one was just, like, yeah. And then, of course, I, that, like, thinly veiled, like, uh, Trump parallel with the, the yes, businessman with the hair. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. Like, stop. We all hate him. <laughs> Everyone who goes to see movies, or everyone it's who's so seeing... stupid. They're yeah. sitting in this like place with like hundreds of people, like hundreds of evil rich people. Yeah, and like, and all the it's just so stupid. Like, like, if you could find one person in the world that wanted to buy an illegal dinosaur, I'd be maybe I'd say probably there's probably three. Dude, the people who want to buy an illegal dinosaur are like kind of cool probably i'm guessing they're just like eccentrically wealthy no, like they're all balls. in their basement like us they're nerds they're he, dumb they don't have any they don't have any money Those no the ones who the ones who could afford it are like the ones who could afford? like sons of sheiks who are just like crazy like, yeah. <laughs> those guys yeah. not not just a bunch of <laughs> they'll, like they'll they'll feed the infidels to oh them. we gotta make sure that the russians are gonna love this one <laughs> like yeah. oh my god you are oh. so like and that's the thing too is like it turns into this thing where it's like, ah, oh, I like I hate that I agree with you. Like, it's just like throwing it in your face of how like I don't know. I'm not being very articulate. I blame the Yingling, but yeah, it's like yeah, I too hate Donald Trump. Do we need to like fist fuck it into every single movie? Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, and especially yeah, yeah. it's it's so bad. Um, uh, I felt I actually felt bad for. Uh, I didn't go into that movie looking for commentary. Yeah, I felt bad for Chris Pratt and mm-hmm. uh, Bryce Dallas Howard because I want I want to see her do some more stuff, some different stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because I think she's a good actress uh, or an actor. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like I really, I remember watching. We watched Gold together, right? Yeah. And it, she was great in that. 
Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you know, Chris Pratt doesn't have a lot of range. No, he's he just likable, but like he you is. could tell, like there's some points in this movie where his soul was defeated, and he was just like, <sighs> yeah. I hate what Hollywood did to him. He's a yeah. he's a comedic TV actor that they forced into the role of sex symbol. Hey, if he can do it, I still have a chance. Yeah. I've got the a chance. The beard and the flannel. So yeah. I'm good. Hey, I'd I, say you're there. But. I told who did I tell? I I fear I'm becoming Al Borland. <laughs> Too tall. Sorry. You'll never be Al. <laughs> oh man uh and i um but i did a movie i did like mm-hmm. I, I didn't love it because it it too was formulaic mm-hmm. and actually just a blatant rip off of the first one a blatant but oceans mm. eight okay is is not bad okay um well um mainly because of the characters and that's why oceans 11 was so good you yeah. know what I mean? It was fun, the heist movie and all that stuff, and how they pulled it off. Uh, but the characters between, you know, Clooney and Pitt and, um, you know, everybody, right? Yeah. Um, was great. And with this, the characters are great, too. Um, the story is lacking. The heist is kind of predictable. You know, there's going to be a twist. And, eh, you know, it's all right. But the characters are fun. Um, and I, I know, I know now that Kate Blanchett is, mm, she's the one for me. She's, she's great. She, yeah. I just, I love her in everything she does. She's just good. I rewatched Thor again this week at work. Yeah. Or the Ragnarok. Ragnarok. She was great in that. Yeah. She was condescending and just, I don't know. Fun. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I, I get it. Um, yeah, well, I mean, that movie only failed because there's too many white male reviewers. Yeah, I don't... don't <laughs> I, I'm, don't, I'm wondering if... Don't worry. Mindy Kaling told me what to think. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if we go back... We go through the uh, the reviews. Mm-hmm. Oh, Remember God. We, uh, I can't imagine. Probably That one's probably not bad, but I can't imagine what Ghostbusters is like. That is a perfect example of people like if they had all all the people who got up in arms, if they had just shut up and let the movie come out. Yeah. Everyone would have objectively hated it because it's not a good movie. It's a waste of a really talented cast. Um, but it was an idea that just wasn't fleshed out. But instead, it became this talking piece instead of just another forgettable, you know, haphazard slap together reboot remake so whatever i don't know i i don't have these answers i just i i hear things and i'm i'm tired of hearing things why can't everyone just judge things on merit i don't know (laughs) Uh, (sighs) oh god damn it i gotta stop doing this because i'm looking through like i find like somebody gave it a one out of ten right yeah, I can only. It's literally the worst. They they couldn't have done anything there's worse. There's nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just I'm looking through like every. Oh, come on. Yeah. Come on. I can only. Imagine. I'm looking at what he reviewed. Oh God. 
He gave Deuce Bigelow a 9 out of 10. Well, I mean, it's an American classic. <laughs> Deuce Stop Bigelow. It. Really? 9 out of 10? He gave Quiet Place one. Oh, I know you didn't like that. But I would never give it a 1. I know. I mean, I was disappointed in it. Like I had heard about how good it is, and I, I f- it felt like, I don't know, I, a tad overrated. Uh, <laughs> holy shit. This movie Fourth was trash. Picture show, one out of a ten. Which, that's fine. Which picture show? Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, man. EA Split, one out of ten. Jack Reacher, two out of ten. The Hateful Eight, one out of ten. Come on. This guy loves movies. <laughs> Filmed on ultra wide screens so that all the unimportant things that would ordinarily be out of viewers field uh, are now in view. <laughs> Jeez. That's tough. I'm sorry. I can no, get on this. I, I... You know what? We need to set aside a week where we just we don't have any agenda. We just we just bullshit through around on IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So, anyways, there's some movies I'm trying to see this week, um, but definitely um, we'll both be uh, watching and, and uh, talking about Bad Samaritan next week. And thank you, uh, Mister Mister Z Master Zed. Mm-hmm. Uh, for uh, for turning us on to that. Yes, and um, oh, oh, and uh, Neil chimed in last week. That limey bastard. Yes. Just uh, kidding, Neil. Sent in uh, our that based on our that guy's conversation. Oh, that's right. He, yes. Uh, he said the first person you always think of for that guy is Christopher Fairbanks. Uh, you know him as the broker in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, he's been in 135 films briefly. Uh, and yes, you will recognize <laughs> him. Uh, I think I recognize him from Fifth Element, I think. Would be the one that. Christopher Bearbacks. Yes. Christopher. Um. Bear Bank. Yes, the fifth element. He was, um, he, uh, Christ, I can't remember. No, I can't remember what he was. Anyways, doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> He's in it. What was he? He was, uh, I don't know. He got killed, maybe. So, uh, but uh, if you guys are need something to watch, I was trying to find a good Christmas movie. I was looking for Scrooge, and I couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not streaming anywhere, but if you want to rent it, rent it. It's really good. Uh, fun little movie. Uh, I don't know how good it holds up now. I don't, maybe it doesn't. Uh, but I do have a movie. It's not a fun-loving movie, but it's called Switchback, and it's on Amazon Prime. It's a movie I've been threatening, uh, in my mind at least, threatening, threatening Andy to watch, mm-hmm. um, uh, but have not got to it. Um, but it stars uh, Dennis Quaid and Danny Glover. 
and I think Jared Leto is in it. So fun little uh, thriller of a movie. Nice. Amazon uh, Prime. Yeah. On uh, Netflix. Fuck. Now I'm paranoid that I brought this up recently. Uh, but Heat, 95, Michael Mann. Uh, you know, since we're watching long movies with violence in them. About, you bet. About a three-hour movie with a couple heavyweights. Yeah. Bunch of heavyweights. Yeah. Danny Trejo. Classic. <laughs> Love Danny What's Trejo. The, what is his IMD list at? He um he's probably done a ton of stuff, but I feel like he's too rec- he's too recognizable to be that guy. Oh no, yeah, he's 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 crossed over. Yeah, I'm trying to think when he did. It's probably um, what Con Air, somewhere yeah. around there. Was where he crossed over from oh. that guy, like oh. uh, gangster number two. Mm-hmm. Right, three hundred and seventy-two credits. Oh yeah. I wonder who has the most. He's going to be in Three from Hell. Nice. Mm-hmm. Will we ever get the final in the Machete trilogy? I'm going to guess no. Uh, uh, I, would, I would love it. I, I didn't really like the Machete sequel, though, but I love Machete. Machete in Space? No, <laughs> Machete Kills. No, that's right. Um, I, oh, Machete in Space is the next. Machete Kills in Space is the supposed to be the third one. <laughs> Originally, it was supposed to be Machete Kills, <laughs> or Machete, Machete Kills, and Machete Kills Again. <laughs> <laughs> which I don't know which one I like better, Again or In Space. but Again is better. Yeah, it's so funny. Machete kills again, but then I don't know what I don't know what Robert Rodriguez does. He's a big giant man. Robert Rodriguez? Yes. Yeah. I didn't. I I've seen I, like behind the scenes videos. It's like yeah, that guy's he's he's he's, he's, a, he's a giant he's a fucking person. Texan. Yeah. Um. I I just recently saw a video or a, a picture with him. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I thought of him as a small man. Yeah, just a, a meek, like comic book guy. I maybe guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, he's a he's a monster of a man. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, he. Uh, I don't know what he does because he he's done some really solid stuff i mean whether you think it's good or not i guess it's really i'm not gonna say it like oh fuck no yeah (laughs) i mean uh i thought machete the first spy kids movie planet terror i thought was fantastic like as far as like an homage him and tarantino did such a great job like just taking everything that they loved as kids and making their version of that I still, I still think Sin City's unbelievably good for oh, some yeah. reason. It's just perpetually overlooked. Um, yeah, had um, no reason to be as good as it was. Yeah. Well, I it, that's just that was one of the first ones where it was just like someone who clearly loves the source material, 
and is yeah. familiar enough with the source material that they're willing to. I mean, he shot the te- some of the test footage for that movie wound up in the final cut. Really? Yeah, because he was no. just that like, I like he was just that desperate to create a, a impactful proof of concept. Okay. Because Frank Miller wouldn't sign off on it, but that uh, no, the opening sequence with ass. yeah, yeah. Uh, man, what is it with big comic book guys? I don't know. Yeah, it's entertainment. Enter- what was like, it? God, what was the thing he was saying about? I don't know. He was saying about whenever he was talking to his uh, anchor, or somebody to give him more cleavage or something like that. Cause that's what they like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something just kind of douchey. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah that's kind of, that's interesting that he would spend that much time on proof concept and yeah. still be able to make the cut. That's pretty great. Yeah. That opening sequence with Josh Hartnett, the, uh, I'll cash your check in the morning. That was all like done on his dime to convince Frank Miller to sign over the rights. So pretty wild, yeah. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Maybe he's unwilling to compromise, and unfortunately, it's uh, it's an industry you seem to need to compromise in. Unfortunately. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways, um, well, I feel like we we've got a pretty cool list this week i think so um yeah um uh, yeah you alluded to it earlier um yes. one of the one of the scenes we'll definitely be talking about uh but the list is uh movies with a christmas scene that aren't christmas movies as brad you clued us in last week there's so many christmas movies people had to make a drinking game that's right. Um, but, you know, Christmas is a time of year. Movies take place during uh, all times of year. Uh, and really, it also kind of uh, feeds into the long-standing debate of, is is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. Or is it just a movie that takes place during Christmas time? So uh, one of the phrases that I found in my research that I liked was Christmas adjacent. Ooh. Um yeah, so that that actually is kind of how I built my list as well. It's movies that have some sort of Christmas tie-in, but aren't like, oh, this is a holiday movie. That makes a lot of sense. Christmas adjacent mm-hmm. movies, and actually, it's an auto fill-in, so you know that. <laughs> someone else has been looking it up. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> Okay, number one. My number one? Yes. The apartment. All right. <laughs> Mine's The um, Holiday, starring Jack yes. Black. All right, so, All right. Um, okay. Um, well, I guess I can go. I, I think we're probably have some crossover, uh, but yes. we, if not, we'll just kind of we'll, uh, yeah. talk them out. Yes, absolutely. So, please. Um, number off. one, or number five, mm-hmm. I guess I should mm-hmm. say. Um, not going Die Hard, but I am going Die Hard too. Okay. 
And because it does take place at Christmas, around Christmas, like I said, it's um, not so much the, I don't know, um, it, it has to do like the, the holiday times with the travel. They're stuck at, I think it's Dallas Airport in mm-hmm. Washington. And um, that's where everything happens. Um, and because of the heavy travel season and Christmas, it, that's what it, it's all based around. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess one of the one of the scenes. I mean, it doesn't. It's I don't know. It's it, it's just a it's a good setup to the scene or setup to the movie. Uh, John McClane's trying to get into the airport. He's in a taxi or trying to get his car in or something's happened. There's an accident and he he's trying to argue with this, you know, this flat foot, this beat cop. He's like, you know, hey, you know, what am I going to do with my car? He's like, and the cop turns around and says, tell Santa to get you a new car. You know, it's just kind of and the snow's there. That's definitely a part of it. Um, it's cold. They're out on snowmobiles one point he's got to rely on this parka and uh yeah it's um this is one of those movies that i had uh, i had it because it was, came out in 1990 i probably have it on video mm-hmm. like in two or 1992 so i i know it's like in high school i was watching this movie a ton and i remember watching this movie a ton um along with the first one so yep die hard too um die harder and it's not as good nearly as good as the first one but still an enjoyable little movie uh it is streaming now on max showtime's max um or i'm not showtime max on cinemax go Mm -hmm. cinemax something so if you have that if you're subscribed to cinemax sure (laughs) nice um excellent it's been years since i've seen this yeah um Die Hard, not so much. I saw it pretty recently, again. Uh, yeah, there's a flick. bunch of, uh, just a lot of characters or actors in it. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the that guy movies, or guys in this, um, uh, 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 w- William uh, Sadler, mm-hmm. who's one of the main bad guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Amos, who we all, we all know who, uh, his face, if you saw him. Uh, Dennis Franz course uh fred thompson uh he almost made my list last week um as he he was actually a senator or at least a representative um uh yeah bunch of those guys actor oh robert yeah. patrick used to be that guy but now he's uh not so anyways <laughs> sorry now he's that guy mm-hmm. uh yes so uh, I I have two. Um, so the one um, one is uh, Gremlins, which some people argue hardcore is a Christmas movie, um, but it uh, it's a creature feature that takes place during Christmas time. Uh, every scene definitely reminds you that it's Christmas, um, and if you feel like that's too much. My uh, caveat mm. pick is uh, Shane Black's Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, mm. um, which is a movie I don't feel like is talked about enough. Robert Downey Jr., Val Kilmer. Um, it also takes place during Christmas time. Imagine that. Um, but it takes place uh, in 
L.A., uh, where Christmas time doesn't look as uh, stereotypical and middle American. Uh, and <laughs> if it weren't a Christmas movie, there'd be some really weird out of, I mean, there's some weird stuff anyways, but without the, uh, holidays to hang their hat on, there's some really weird out of context stuff like the, uh, the living decorations at the party they go to and, um, some of the, the holiday themed, uh, costumes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know if you, I don't know if you would say that these are Christmas movies. Um, I definitely Gremlins would say is Gremlins is easier to lean full on Christmas, um, and I don't necessarily disagree. Uh, but I don't have a, the particular scene I'm thinking of is when uh, Phoebe Cates is yeah, telling totally her her weird. terrible story about how her dad got stuck in a chimney on Christmas Eve and died, uh, and that's why she hates Christmas. Yeah, uh, can't blame her. Um, Just an odd little yeah. aside. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I could I could definitely see that. But even the like the closing scene in the mall, like nothing about that reads as Christmas to me. Um, there's a couple of scenes that are just like. It's not beating you over the head that it's Christmas, yeah. but it, it is. Uh, Christmas it's is winter Christmas. in Middle America, so it was written around Christmas. It doesn't need to be in Christmas, but it helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it definitely solidified for like the. Uh, I don't know the, the backdrop solidified for the people that's all the excuse they need to watch it at Christmas time. I uh, I don't disagree, but um, just to cover all my bases. If it seems too Christmassy, how about Christmas in L.A. with Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? Yeah. Uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is streaming on HBO and Gremlins. is not streaming, but it is a 99-cent rental on Amazon. Doing both. Both good movies. Yep, yep. Um, My number four. Uh, Great scene. One quick great scene in uh, Training Places. From nineteen eighty three, get Dan Aykroyd dressed up as Santa after he's gone and made an ass of himself. And this is the scene where he's sitting on the uh, the uh, the the bus, pulls a, <laughs> a fillet of salmon yeah. out of his uh, out of his his Santa costume and tries to eat it through his uh, uh, his beard. <laughs> And if you can imagine eating salmon through a Santa beard, uh, I You're crazy. would imagine that was <laughs> hard to do. Um, and then he attempts to, uh, he's totally reached rock, rock bottom, pulls out a gun, shoots, tries to shoot himself in the head <laughs> as Santa, and it doesn't take. And <laughs> from there. How traumatizing that would be for a kid to see Santa shoot himself. Drug. Listen, I saw this movie. I honestly saw this movie probably when I was 10 or 11 years old. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. That scene messed me up because I didn't understand why it was Santa was... I, I knew it wasn't Santa, but why he was so depressed. I didn't realize... what <laughs> I didn't know what depression was at that time. Yeah. I know you're not the real Santa. I'm going to say that. But I also know that you work for him. Uh, Home Alone <laughs> Christmas movie. <laughs> Decidedly Christmas movie. Uh nice. Yeah. Man, Trading Places. I got to watch that again. 
I gotta watch a lot of stuff, so I probably won't watch it again anytime soon. But Eddie Murphy used to be good. Uh, and Eddie Murphy's um, kind of like Adam Sandler for me. I I heard his I heard his new uh, his new thing on um, Adam Sandler's Netflix is really good. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is I know that it's in them, and like Adam Sandler, in like two or three movies, built up enough good credit with me. Um, and also as a as a fan of SNL, especially in that era, um, he's got enough good credit with me where it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, the new movies, they're not great. Whatever. Still curious what he's going to do next. And that's kind of how I feel about Eddie Murphy, too. It's like, I know yeah. how funny this guy is. It's yeah. just a matter of time before something else hits. But hopefully, but maybe not. It's entirely possible that it won't. Uh, yeah, Eddie Murphy was awesome and uh train places is not streaming uh but you rent it on amazon for 199 also dan Aykroyd's crazy now uh, i bet he'd have something to say about Svalbard. yeah i'm sure he would yeah that guy's a nut he uh he was signing his crystal skull yeah vodka up close to where i was i think my brother actually met him what did he say to him just kidding I know he's a mute. I'm he didn't say anything. I'm sorry. I shouldn't make fun of him. I know he's a mute. Uh, <laughs> he was born without a tongue. She was born without a tongue, Clark. <laughs> I was born a poor black child. Is that how the jerk opens? Something like that. Yes. <laughs> Steve Martin. Steve Martin also was, uh, I mean, I think Steve Martin's still funny, but he was edgy at one point. At one point. At one point. Briefly. Squint just hard enough. Now he plays the banjo. Uh, anyways. All right. My number four um, from 1992. Uh, Tim Burton knocked it out of the park in 1989. And Warner Brothers mistakenly gave, you know, set him loose to make the movie he wanted to make with Batman Returns. And... Uh, I don't know. I I think uh, at the end of the day, it's it doesn't get the respect it deserves. Um, but it's also not amazing. Uh, <laughs> but there's a pretty solid uh, scene that is uh, strongly helped by Christopher Walken's um, trademark uh, delivery, um, and he's playing Max Shrek. <laughs> and there's the quote. I the it's just so. I don't know if it's brilliant or stupid or just both, but he opens up his, his speech on Christmas Eve. Uh, he says, Santa Claus, afraid not. Like what, what is that <laughs> cadence? It's horrible. Yeah. Or is it perfect? Uh, because it's stuck in my head permanently. <laughs> Santa Claus, afraid not. <laughs> He's talking about himself, but there's just, there's not enough words for that to form a full, functioning sentence um but yes this does have the the carnival characters jumping out of the uh christmas gift and uh yeah the whole movie um kind of feels like gotham you know in the winter it's cold it's bleak uh and tim burton made danny devito do some weird stuff um definitely not a christmas movie but christmas adjacent 
Yes, it um, is. Culminating in uh, the Penguins' attack on Christmas Eve. Um, yeah. Well, I I heard. I think it was. Yeah, it was Kevin Smith and somebody. Um, Are you trying to tell me was... that Kevin Smith was talking about Batman? Yeah. Um, that that Tim Burton. This is this is the movie that what like Tim Burton. Tim Burton hated Batman. And this is his... <laughs> this is his fuck no. you to... His fuck you to Batman. Yes. Uh, I actually... I heard the same thing about um, Sam Raimi and Venom. Oh, really? Sam Raimi hated Venom. That's why he kind of nerfed him in uh, Spider-Man 3. Because there, was, there uh, was studio pressure to put Venom in the movie because Venom's one of spider-man's greatest nemesis uh so yeah there you go there you go <laughs> all right so i tim burton's a bit was crazy. looking up on my just watch app mm-hmm. and uh bah, 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 batman returns yeah is not streaming except for on the dc universe app oh yeah that's new and isn't it um, I'm I'm looking at it right now, and I'm downloading it to see if there are is free content. But it's the first of a kind digital subscription service that gives fans access to exclusive content and experiences not available anywhere else. So I'm guessing if like Batman, the original Batman, or you know, eighty eighty nine eighty nine is streaming, it's not going to be able to stream here. But the Amnate series and Stunning HD. Ooh, um, down with that. Young Justice, The Outsiders, um, Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, Stargirl, Harley Quinn. Uh, I'm sure none of the um, the new DC stuff is out. Like you're not going to see Aquaman on there before you can see it somewhere else. But um, right now it's getting a 3.1 out of five stars. So I will. Um, back to you and see if i can stream anything on that later on nice oh damn it yeah start i got start a free trial yeah fuck that shirt all right all right so my number three or yeah yes no wait no yeah you're number three my number three yes um not streaming anywhere unfortunately um is lethal weapon nice and uh, from 1987, um, I mean, Mel Gibson is and was great. Like, seriously great. Yeah. Like, why? He just went crazy. Why'd you have to and, go and fuck it up, Mel? Yeah. Son of a bitch. And him and Danny Glover together were the best. Oh, I mean, such a great a team. Great. Yeah. Straight Buddy laced Cop. in the wild, can- I mean, wild card and straight lace. That's right. Um, uh, but the scene where... The thing I'm think I always think of, or I'm, I think of automatically with this, is him sitting down at the Christmas tree yeah. uh, lot, and I don't know if he did I ever tell you um, I grew up on a Christmas tree farm. I believe I know this through okay. so, uh, Span the Void, but you and I have never talked about it outright. But it struck home with me that that 
you know, they're sitting around all the bundle up trees and they're trying to sell them, but they're also selling cocaine, which we did a lot of back at our, my place too. Naturally. I assume that's yeah. how you survive. Cause we have to do, you know, fill in the summer months with something. Yeah. And, uh, but him, uh, we first get to meet Riggs in Riggs. his, uh, crazy antics whenever mm-hmm. they asked for a hundred, hundred grand for the Coke and he, or they asked for a hundred and he starts pulling out twenties and tens and, He's up to like ninety three dollars, and they're like, "Stop it, stop it!" He's like, "It's a hundred thousand. He's like, "I can't afford that." <laughs> and he does the whole Mo Larry Curly thing, yeah, and uh, pulls a gun and starts shooting. Just crazy rig, rigs are crazy rigs. <laughs> I oh man, you have to. I need you to watch. It's always sunny. I will. I just I, I need to get Hulu. I, I yeah. just haven't. Well, uh, well, let's do that tomorrow. I should, I should just give you my password. I need to learn how to no, you do, don't that. Have to do that. Why? I mean, what if we're able to watch it at the same time? Then who cares? No. Okay. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> um, but man, yeah, they make Lethal Weapon five, and uh, oh, they do it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, blackface. Is it like is a fucked up community? Uh, it's like a, it's like a R-rated Seinfeld. R-rated what? Seinfeld. Oh, okay. It's just four really shitty people who uh, never learn their lesson, do really shitty things. Oh, good. Um, yeah. Well, good, because Hulu, um, community is on Hulu, right? Yes, I think so. Because that, I really like that show. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not much for sitcoms, but that show was clever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's always like that networks network sitcom that just comes along. Like, I love Thirty Rock and Parks and Recreation. People love The Office. Um, so you know, we all swear swear it off up and down, but then something comes along and it just resonates with you. So, yeah. Sweet. I mean, it is few and far between. But anyways, uh, yeah, Lethal Weapon. It's good. There's no Joe Pesci, but. It's good. <laughs> no blonde Joe Pesci. As Leo gets. Uh, yeah. Nice. Another one I haven't seen in a while that I would like yes. to revisit. Um, but uh, Not streaming anywhere. Sorry, guys. Just forget it. Uh, but yeah, we'll probably talk about this again soon when we zero in on Mr. Shane Black. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, yeah, we're probably, yeah. 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 Um, my number three is actually the example I used uh, to introduce the premise of this list to you uh, from Martin Scorsese's Goodfellas. Uh, there's a bar scene uh, where Frosty the Snowman, a very hip for the time at least, uh, version of Frosty the Snowman is playing. And uh, this is right after the Latanza heist was a success. Jimmy's told everyone to lay low. Uh, and everyone is coming into the bar with all of their new swag, uh, pink Cadillac, fur coats. And this is kind of the beginning of the end. This is where Jimmy decides that he needs to start uh, cutting off all ties all all people that tie back to him and the heist must go and it starts here 
Um, <clears throat> yeah. Great scene that I left in a movie that I obviously go out of my way to talk about all the time on this show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, a, a Christmas adjacent scene. Uh, holly jolly time. Good music. Good friends. Uh, drugs and paranoia and organized crime. You know what the holidays are about. Yeah. Um, there was a good uh, when I went down that Martin Scorsese wormhole. Um, mm-hmm. They were showed they um, they talked a lot about that scene where they it's a they filmed it at a slower film rate and like almost you know like a slow motion kind of zoom in on mm-hmm. on um, on De Niro as he's kind of sitting at the bar and you know, he picks up a cigarette and puts it down oh, and kind of yeah, gives that such wolf a great eye scene and like looking at him and looks down at his drinking and looks back up and just kind of yeah um like you could tell how frustrated and like he's like the the evil behind him you mm-hmm. know yeah, and, G- Jimmy the Gent. Yes, and what? Whenever they, what was it? Oh, they. I, well, this is kind of off topic, but who am I to keep from going off topic? Let's um, do this. Where they, the uh, the whole spider scene. Mm-hmm. Not the first time spider gets shot, but the second time. <laughs> second time he gets blown away. Yeah, um, is where like at. To that point, he wanted to ingratiate these characters to you. That he want he wanted to root for these guys. Mm-hmm. And at that point is the turning point. Is when you started to see all the ugliness. Yeah. And the 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 and that's 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 where that specific moment. You know that even even with um, I don't and I don't I think this. Even whenever he takes out, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, not Frank Garbone, but um, oh, takes out the maid guy in the bar, shine my shoes. Oh yeah, Billy Bats. Even that point, like that was bad guy on bad guy stuff, and then, but the point where Spider gets shot, that's where you're supposed to start to think, kind who of, am I really rooting for? Yeah, here? yeah. No, that's I. That's one of the things that's amazing about that movie to me, and that's one of the reasons why I can't stand when people talk about how, yeah, you know, it was great until the ending, was that that is manipulating your audience to a T, and you you know uh, even when they say like Jimmy's the guy who roots for the bad guy in the movies, you can't help but love these guys. They're just dripping with charisma, and they're they're cool. They're you know, you're you're willing to accept a certain amount of of shit from them because they are criminals. Um, but then it just turns cutthroat, ruthless, and and gross, and and you can't justify it anymore. But at that point, these are your POV characters. These are the guys that you want to see the world through their lens. Yep. So yes, yeah. The the life is glamorous, but it comes with a well. There's only certain people that can do that. Yeah. You have to be a little cutthroat, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not a little either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just, uh, I like that. Um, and that's one, the, you, you know, no one's going to make the argument that there's uh, Goodfellas is a Christmas movie. Um, but there's definitely no. that, that Christmas scene in there. 
All right. Um, my number two. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm doing one on the fly here. I'm going to – hopefully you don't have this on it, but uh, this is a uh, – I mean, it's a short, short – a very short scene, but just makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, full Metal Jacket. Oh, no. This is not on there. <laughs> I didn't even think about this. Um, the I mean, it's – very short, but just the, you know, yeah, no, they're definitely. right in the midst of the, the great 45-minute boot camp um, uh, act of this movie. And they're <laughs> all of a sudden you cut to uh, Sergeant Hartman, uh, you know, singing happy birthday, kind of use, sing, using his arm, swinging it back and forth. <laughs> Uh, like Popeye would do, singing Popeye the Sailor Man mm-hmm. and singing Happy Birthday to Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I like it. I'm into it. Uh, that's pretty. That's a pretty solid on-the-fly pick there. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, not streaming. Damn it. God damn it. I feel like it was streaming like maybe a month ago, so... I yeah it, it it comes up and it goes yeah. back and forth yeah for sure yeah. all right um well this kind of echoes a uh, conversation we had in the uh, last week I think um, mm-hmm. Scorsese's the street level and uh, Mr Francis Ford Coppola is the uh, the Dons the uh, top dogs the five families almost and, global yes at points yes. Um, at least uh, the Western Hemisphere. Mm-hmm. So in 1972, he made The Godfather. Um, oh, brief aside. So I was hanging out with some friends last night. Have you ever played that uh, the Heads Up game? It's like an app no. on your phone, and well, it's like the uh, scene in Inglorious Bastards. Oh yeah, but yeah, a lot yeah. less it's, organized. Yeah. <laughs> uh, much more chaos. A lot of a lot more of people yelling clues at you. Um. So there was a, a category was movies and uh, Francis Ford Coppola was the answer. And the clue I threw out, of course, was directed The Godfather and everyone else I was with like, he makes really shitty wine. <laughs> what? <laughs> really? Yeah. It's like, that's what you guys, that was your default was he makes really shitty wine. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Made you know a cinematic almost masterpiece tied. almost like twice. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. So anyways. Um this is the end of the first act of the movie. Um we've met all the major players. The conflict is being set up. There's a hit out for Don Corleone. Um Michael and Kay are Christmas shopping. Talking about all the gifts, gifts they got for everybody, um, and uh, what is his name? Tom walking. Hey. Tom walking with yeah. Tom Hagen walking with a sled in his hand runs into Salazzo, uh, who uh, very oh, yeah. very uh, graciously uh, abducts him. <laughs> yes, it's like relax. If I wanted to kill you, you'd be dead already. Like, oh, he's got a point. Let me hop in this car real quick. Uh, sure, sure. Um, but yeah, just a, a wonderful juxtaposition of this like sweet. And even though like the, the backdrop is very, 
very cold, gray, windy. Um, just a couple very warm exchanges between characters. And then all of a sudden you find out that there's a hit out on the Don. He was shot. He survived. Um, and, and all this stuff is unraveling around Christmas, like as Christmas is happening. More, right. more than being a focal point, it's it's just a day in the life. The, the, uh, the family business never stops, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, I just I I love um, that scene of Tom with a sled under his arm running into Salazzo, and and, he, and it's just so um, such like a sleazy businessman thing. He's like, "Hey, Tom Hagen, I'm glad I ran into you." It's like you knew exactly where he was. You yeah. you were out to get him. You were looking for him. <laughs> like ah, I really don't have the time. Well, make time. <laughs> what are you worried about if i wanted you dead you'd be, yeah if i wanted to kill you you'd be dead already oh jesus uh, holy cannoli <laughs> now leave the cannoli yeah no leave the gun take the, leave yeah. the gun take the cannoli uh that is streaming on netflix right now godfather oh man i um i forget i was doing something and i had it on on my computer in the background uh and i just ended up watching the whole thing so no, probably like two months ago yeah um my wife years ago bought me that whole collection yeah like um with a lot of different stuff i wonder if it, it's probably dvd it's definitely dvd but i should probably look that up root that out yeah give it a good watch dude three is worth a watch <clears throat> it's hard to compare to the first two it's like a thankless task but it's not yeah a bad movie by any stretch yeah yeah it just got panned yeah all right before we get to our number ones i need to hit the head again yep brb all right uh, i think we've been dancing around it enough yes we've got the uh the same number one huh no i i i pulled it what and what? Um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna let you do it. All right, because uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the movie we we don't talk about at all. Okay, um, perfect. And I'm gonna that way we don't double up on it. Um, mm-hmm. 1996, uh, a movie that just I I don't know why I have such a fondness for this movie, uh, but the Long Kiss Goodnight. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, it's a solid just, one. I mean, it, it it I don't know. Like I haven't watched it probably in ten years, maybe five years, maybe I don't know. Um, but Samuel Jackson and Gina Davis working together. Gina Davis is a, uh, like a, kind of like a, uh, a Manchurian candidate style type, you know, sleeper agent, mm-hmm. you know, put into deep hypnosis to forget her, uh, her, uh, hitman, uh, ways is it living in, in, um, like upstate New York or somewhere, you know, in, in r- r- a rural town being the uh the mom and everything and it's all centered around christmas because she's in the christmas parade she's you know, making cookies all that stuff and then all of a sudden bad guys start to come in and threaten her daughter and uh and yes it's all set around christmas it's a fun uh and shane shane black well we'll have to get into that i guess we're pretty much doing a shane black's episode right yeah now. really but um and it not a Christmas movie at all, but it's based in and around Christmas, just kind of like uh, Iron Man, right? 
or yeah. Iron Man three. Um, yes. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, that's weird. Okay. Uh, that's something that I just found almost fell down a rabbit hole. I'm going to stop myself. Uh, but Long Kiss Goodnight, fun. It's not streaming anywhere, which is very disappointing. Um, I would watch this movie tonight just because it popped up on my radar. And uh, I don't know why it did. It. Uh, this is another, like, in the midst of researching. I guess maybe Shane Black kind of popped it up, too. But. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, yep. Jeez. I feel like we're just going um, down this rabbit hole of movies I want to watch again. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but we'll, we'll see when I get to them. Yeah, but Gina Davis kicking ass in a yes major way. Uh huh. <clears throat> yes, uh, absolutely. All right, um, my number one. Is uh, this one goes out to anyone who uh, has ever needed to head down to the Cheesecake Factory for a drink after their adult son opened up a pair of Hulk hands? I it, I just watched this scene tonight, and <laughs> it is it is really good. So it it depressing. is so well acted by mm-hmm. both uh, uh, Richard Jenkins and uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, what's her Mary Steenburgen. Mary Steenburgen. Yeah. yeah. I remember, I was thinking Elizabeth. Uh, um, he's defeated so well. Oh, yeah. He's so done. <laughs> and and they just, they really, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley have this like, insane childlike innocence. Like, oh, yeah. Like, it's totally tone deaf. Mm-hmm. Just no so idea. <laughs> They've just broken this man's spirits. And really, like, I, I'm kind of thinking about this on the fly now, just about how, like, he finds this woman he's so excited to be with late in life, and they find out they have this, like, crazy coincidental, well, obviously the premise of the movie, this crazy coincidence that they both have these adult sons who just won't leave the house. And he's just so excited to have this partner, and they just ruin his life and hers and hers yeah she's um she's much more nurturing than him though (laughs) as proven later in the scene when they come in and beat him up in his sleep in their sleep (laughs) (laughs) and she doesn't want to wake them up because they're sleepwalking and he freaks out it's like oh we can't do anything and that just gets beat on by john c Riley wearing hulk hands (laughs) Did I? I'm going to send you a picture. Oh, man. Such, yeah. <laughs> you reek of scotch and cheesecake. That's so <laughs> sad. <laughs> um, so oh, it's, a, it's a perfect scene. It really it is. is. Just yeah. between, you know, the Hulk hands, mm-hmm. you know, them going back and, and Brennan just being so, like, disappointed <laughs> in how... You know, just like, like it's what you're. It's like you, what you're, you're, 
your child wants to say whenever he gets socked. Yeah. Dale got Hulk hands? <laughs> so I um, – maybe I'll put this up on uh, Twitter. Um, my Ryan and I did a photo shoot for my other brother-in-law years ago. Mm. And for Christmas, we made him a, like a a collage of photos. Mm. And it was, I think, in 2010. Yeah, 2010. Um, yeah, I'll put them up on Twitter. And we did all these pictures and gave them to him as the, like a, uh, yeah, like a, um, like one of those collage like uh, photos like so like there's little photos and all of like like there's a big picture frame with like little photos right around it and uh it was stuff brothers uh, uh <laughs> named so i'll put it up uh, on why is in that little car oh <laughs> uh, that's fantastic So, anyways, <laughs> uh, well, that uh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's a great scene. I uh, man, I love that movie so much. I saw some like video essay about how Adam McKay understands like dumb smart. I'm like, yeah, okay, there you go. Because it yeah. is, it's so stupid, but there's something just so heartfelt about it. Like for me, at least, I just. I feel like there's enough like sweet moments in it that it's not just, it is a screwball oh, yeah. comedy, but it's kind of the way that like, um, super bad. is a screwball comedy is like, they, they're able to nail some like really poignant things about being a teenager. Yes. All while having a kid with a fake ID, hang out with two cops all night. So. Right. Yeah. It's well, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, and he's he's a good writer because I mean he did, yeah. you know, uh, he was coming big out short. with Vice and he did the Big Short. And... Oh yeah, Vice is another one, man. Yeah, I really need to go to the movies this weekend. <laughs> so. All right, well, I think that does it. Mm-hmm. Um, that about wraps her up. Everybody, Merry Christmas out there! Yeah. Happy holidays and all that good shit. Hell yeah. Um, hopefully you don't get offended by um, me saying Merry Christmas and or Happy Holidays. Ooh, oh, ooh. Yeah. Well, uh, email us if you are. Yeah. Brewdupod at Gmail. Or, or whatever you're watching. Um, thank you, Devin and uh, Neil. Neil. Yes. We're getting I was, back, and I was right Fredo there. For letting us <laughs> Fredo watch. for yeah, always letting us uh, get that good shit. Uh, we appreciate you guys, and uh, anyone else who wants to make themselves and known, feel Christian free. Christian D on yeah on uh, Untapped. Yeah, thank you, Christian, for mingling um, <laughs> on our uh, favorite drinking app. Yeah, and uh, happy Honda until, days. Yeah, maybe the, even till the new year. Mm-hmm. It might be next year when you hear us next. See, but you, see you next year. Yeah, go see some movies. <laughs> yes. That's now. That's the plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Hulk hands, Brennan.